0: In this series, we discuss anxiety in depth. We acknowledge that this content may be difficult. We encourage you to take care for your mental safety and well being. Mental health matters. With so much information about mental health and spiritual care out there, where do you start? Let's start here. A podcast hosted by licensed professionals with experience both as clients and as clinicians.
1: All right, thanks, guys, for joining us. We are going to continue talking about anxiety and just the different branches of anxiety, but more specifically, today we are going to talk about OCD. Today on the podcast, we have Stephen Price and Catherine Saunders.
2: Hey, Yolandi, and welcome back, Catherine.
1: Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I feel like genuinely we could do four or five more episodes on anxiety. Maybe we will, but there's just so much to unpack here and we might not hit everything that we want to, but for now, we're just going to start here. Catherine, today we're talking about OCD. I'd love for you to just kick us off with a definition for our listeners.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And so OCD is commonly the acronym that you hear people say. And so that stands for obsessive compulsive disorder. And so it is a brain based mental health disorder that involves obsessions and compulsions. And so something to just note there is that there are scientific differences. That we're able to see in the brains of people that have OCD in those ways. So it's important for people with OCD to really know it's not their fault. There's not anything that they've done to cause this in their ways. There are differences. And so some of those differences that we're able to see in the brain is the brain having less gray matter in the region of the brain that is important for suppressing responses and habits though, like the compulsion that we go to. And so there are differences in how our brains are wired around being able to suppress responses to intrusive or automatic thoughts that, that we might have. And so there's two main components of OCD, the obsessions and the compulsions, as the name implies. And so just brief definitions of those. So an obsession is an unwanted, intrusive thought feeling, sensation, or urge that is repetitive and induces a significant degree of anxiety, uncertainty, doubt, or disgust. And then compulsions are both physical and mental behaviors that are done to reduce or remove anxiety, uncertainty, or another form of discomfort. And so these obsessions and compulsions are very exhausting and really are going to cause a significant impact daily functioning and quality of life if we're meeting the criteria for a diagnosis of OCD.
1: You sent out a chart, and I don't know if you have it with you mm-hmm. or in front of you, but it really showed a good cycle of what OCD looked like. Do you mind explaining that if you do you have it? Do you mind explaining yes. that? Yeah. Absolutely. There's something that's referred to as the OC
3: cycle. So yet again, obsession compulsive is what that stands for. The OC cycle. And so it's a circle. It's continuous. And so it always starts with an obsession. That intrusive, unwanted thought, feeling, sensation, or urge that is causing us significant discomfort. So we're always going to start with an obsession, something that our brain really just grabs onto you and doesn't want to let go of. And that obsession is normally what leads us to the discomfort, i.e. the anxiety. So the anxiety is the next piece in that circle. And so the obsession leads to anxiety, discomfort, fear, panic, any of those things that might be there. So what does humans do when we're in discomfort? We want to get out of it. We don't want to mm-hmm. stay there because it's discomforting. <laughs> we don't like it. We want to do something to make us feel better, which is so helpful and human in those ways, but that's where those compulsions that could come in, right? And so then we move to a compulsion, If we're going slash it, contamination, OCD, I gotta wash my hands to get all the germs off. We have to do it to get rid of that anxiety. And so the kicker with this anxiety is that it's one of the really strong types of anxiety that just yeah. it really runs deep and stays there. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to get it to move. And so we're trying to do something physical or mental to help it move. And then so we do that compulsion. And then what happens is that we normally get some level of temporary relief. And so the important thing to note there is that it's always temporary. Because when we're doing things to manage the anxiety from most of the time, irrational or unnecessary thoughts or urges in our brains, we're just like appeasing it. We're putting that band-aid on it, but we're not really fixing the problem. And so what happens is we get some relief and then that relief then there justifies the fact that we had the obsession in the first place. And so then hmm. we go back through, then the obsessions come back, leads to more anxiety, leads to more compulsions and relief, and it keeps going. So that's kind of the never-ending cycle.
2: Reminds me of classical conditioning. If you ring a bell and feed a dog... Then, you know, the dog starts to salivate every time he hears the bell. And as long as he's getting fed, that will continue. It's a reinforcing behavior, Mm -hmm. right? The compulsion actually provides relief. So you believe that the compulsion helped or more importantly, I guess, if we use kind of Some of the classic examples, and these go back, and we've talked about some of these types of things, Yolandi, in past episodes where these sayings from our past, just step on a crack, break your mother's back. It's an awful thing. It's horrible to say. It's horrible to even think about, but with OCD, it would be very real, right? Oh my gosh, I can't step on this crack, so I'm not going to step on the crack. Oh, look, mom's fine. Her back didn't break. I was successful. So I'm not going to step on cracks tomorrow either. And it just continues to self-perpetuate the behavior. But what the cycle that you described doesn't illustrate is some of the repetitive nature. Oh, whoops, I stepped on a crack. I have to do it again. I don't think I did it right. Let me make sure. Oh, just in case, I'm going to do it one more time. And so there's this ongoing, I didn't get it right. And I think that's one of the examples that we'll talk about later is that there are different types of OCD even, or that they have different, they lean in different ways towards different behaviors or different thought processes. And then each of those have some, I guess we would say stereotypical responses. They won't all always be the same, but it'll be interesting as we talk more about those to see how they distinguish themselves.
1: Yeah, I remember early on into joining Life Care, I kind of ran into this part of OCD that I had never heard of before. And Catherine, maybe you can explain this better than I can, but I had a client who really her obsession and compulsion was all about thoughts and it wasn't necessarily like this task that she had to do but it it was this reoccurring thought loop cycle and I just thought it was generalized anxiety like I didn't even realize that there was more of that structure I feel like that OCD can have so for an example it could have just been like you get in a conflict with a friend and you keep going over the argument in your head Because maybe what if you remember it wrong? Or maybe what if you didn't look at it from this angle? Or maybe what if fill in the blank? And so her obsession and compulsion was all in the act of worrying and thoughts. And I had never heard of it like that because to me, I thought... I had known as a young clinician, and maybe most people, I'm not sure, just the stereotypical, oh, the OCD of uh, like excessively washing your hands or those very obvious OCD traits where sometimes it's not like that. And also spiritualization, like of things where maybe if I pray hard enough about this thing, then it won't happen or I won't suffer or whatever. And so they keep praying. Like they're just like, oh, I haven't prayed enough or I need to pray again. And that's a really touchy subject because I think in church we often get told like prayer is always the answer. However, the belief that we have to pray in order to earn our salvation is really dangerous. Sorry I went on a little tangent there, but mm-hmm. these are forms of OCD or ways I had I've been seeing OCD pop up and I didn't realize it was OCD.
3: Absolutely, and I think what you're just touching on too is that definitely in society and culture, we often think about compulsions as physical tangible things and they're mental compulsions. And just like you said, replaying memories of conversations, counting, reassuring yourself, repeating words until they feel just right, repeating a phrase until it feels just right, making mental lives. And so that's one of those things that there's a phenomenon where people talk about something called pure O, which is pure obsession, like OCD in that way, saying that you don't have to have a compulsion. But there's also a school of thought that says pure O doesn't really exist. Because there's mental loops and mental hoops that we're jumping through to still do that. They might not be manifesting in a physical way, but we're still probably trying to avoid that discomfort in a mental way. It could be dissociation, distraction, all sorts of things can be compulsive in that nature. And so, if it makes sense to you guys, I think it makes sense to me to talk about some of the different kinds yeah. and subtypes of OCD. Absolutely. Go for it. And so I'm just going to go ahead and reference a lot of the information that I'm talking about today and quoting some of these definitions is from a wonderful workbook by Kimberly Quinlan. And that's Q-U-I-N-L-A-N. And it's a self-compassion workbook for OCD that just marvelous job of explaining OCD in those ways. But this list comes from her book, which I'm about to go through. Another thing that's important to know is that Obsessions can really be about anything. And so these are just some of the most common ones. It's While it's a pretty inclusive list, obsessions really grab onto what matters most to you in life. So if something that somebody feels like they have OCD about isn't on this list, that's okay and definitely can be the case. And so getting into some of those types, start with the classic of what we've been alluding to a little bit, that contamination OCD, which is the fear of germs, yuck, illness, gross things in that way, and then so the compulsions that come along with that are trying to avoid those things, or trying to get clean, hand washing, avoidance of feared substances, objects, or people, requiring asking family members to perform compulsions for them, and mental rumination. And one thing that you'll see is that mental rumination really can be a compulsion for any of these things. And that mm. all of these compulsions are really around avoiding whatever it is that we're obsessing about in those ways. So they're different in their own ways, but it's all that avoidance and trying to make something a certain way or to quote unquote fix it. And so Another form is something called symmetry OCD, which is the anxiety and discomfort that objects are not lined up correctly, asymmetrical, or not in a particular pattern. And so compulsions around that are going to be physically ment- physically or mentally moving or realigning objects, avoiding objects or scenarios where objects may need realigning. And then there's sexual orientation OCD, which involves fear and uncertainty surrounding one's sexual orientation. So compulsions around that are going to be avoidance of objects or people who trigger that obsession, mental rumination in an attempt to resolve the uncertainty about one's sexual presence, preference, online reassurance, seeking, um, those ways. And then there's just right OCD, which is maybe the one that maybe most incorrectly used in common society of how you'll hear people say, oh, I'm a little bit OCD. I like my pantry to be organized this way. I'm a little bit mm-hmm. OCD those ways where the difference there is that it's not going to impact their day if it's not. They might be a little irritated. You can be annoyed if something doesn't get put back the right way. But for somebody with OCD, it's more of a, it has to be in that spot where they literally cannot go on to anything else in their day. And so it's really prickly in those ways. And that's where using OCD so casually can be damaging to those that do have it because it is really crippling in that way. It's not just that likes to be organized in those ways. And so that just OCD really is that fear and discomfort related to a quote-unquote not right feeling. And then so the goal is to quote-unquote fix it by making it right. And so compulsions surrounding that, there's trying to do it until it feels, quote-unquote, just right. So you're chasing a goalpost of what feels right. So there's no real definition there of always what that looks like. And then, so there's harm OCD, the fear and uncertainty around whether one could or did accidentally or intentionally hurt others or one's self. And so compulsions around that, avoidance of loved ones for fear of harming them, avoidance of objects that cause harm in those ways. And then there's pedophilia OCD, which is the fear and uncertainty around being being or becoming pedophile in those ways. And so compulsions around that involve avoiding children, schools, daycare centers, avoiding specific interactions children, mental rumination, and the hope of achieving certainty about the intentions of one's thoughts. And then there's perinatal OCD, which is the uncertainty and fear of harming one's newborn baby or child, either physically or sexually. And so compulsions, again, they're going to start to sound familiar. The avoidance of one's baby or child, repetitive reassurance, seeking from loved ones, or the internet, mental rumination, to find certainty about the intentions of one's thoughts. Then there's a moral OCD, which involves that fear and uncertainty about possibly offending one's religion, possibly performing a behavior that doesn't align with one's morals or religions, or the fear of not achieving the desired afterlife. And so compulsions, repetitive and ritualized prayer, avoidance of blasphemous thoughts and images, avoidance of or excessive attendance of religious events. Then there's relationship OCD, which involves the fear of related to knowing if one's partner is the one or if their love for their partner is pure or right. And so that involves compulsions around mentally scrutinizing one's satisfaction with or love for one's partner, comparing of one's own relationship to other people's relationships, and so on. And then there's emotional contamination OCD, which involves the uncertainty and fear that contact with a person, object, or place will alter them psychologically. And compulsions around that involve avoidance of a feared person, object, or place, mental rumination of recent exposure to a feared person or object. And then there's existential OCD, which involves the fear and uncertainty about the true purpose and meaning of one's life. So, mental rumination and repetitive research about the purpose and meaning of life reassurance-seeking, avoidance of triggers that debunk their current conceptualization of the meaning of life, and then there obsession about obsessing there, and so that involves the uncertainty and fear that one will never be able to stop obsessing or having anxiety or intrusive. So there's going to be a lot of mental rumination there about avoiding anything that may trigger fear So really just that fear of overthinking and then you go through all of them, those ways that they're sensory, motor, hyper-awareness OCD, hyper-responsibility OCD, really just taking responsibility in those ways, health anxiety and perfectionism. So there's really a lot of different ways that this shows up in in those ways, but you'll definitely have heard me say that like a lot of them involve avoidance of what we're fearing mental rumination and trying to make it right in a way.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. That's a lot.
0: We at Life Care Counseling and Coaching want to respond to the needs of our community and the world. In order for us to do that, we are looking for passionate clinicians and prescribers to join our staff in various locations. If you or someone you know think you could be a good fit for our mission and values, please email your resume and cover letter to info at lifecarecc.com. Learn more about Life Care at lifecarecc.com.
1: And there's just so much to each one of these disorders that we're going to go through. And honestly, I'm, I've already learned so much from you by just listening to The different type. And I think that's going to be similar, like just a preference, like to or a warning to our listeners. There's a lot more to things that we can maybe cover in, in 30 minutes. And you might have to listen to episodes again and again. But I think this is just good, solid stuff because we're learning that there's just more. There's just more to these things than. Just a label. And I think more importantly, it's good to continue to educate yourselves as we learn. Like there's so much about the brain that we don't know and that we're learning. And so that's why, again, that continuing education, Stephen that I just so love, <laughs> comes back to constantly being life lifelong learners. Catherine, thank you so much. I know that when I reached out, you said, I don't consider myself an expert, but honestly, a lot more than definitely I knew about OCD, but I think a lot more than most people. And I've really enjoyed hearing just the different categories of OCD. And just thanks. Thanks a lot for being here. Yeah, thank you
3: for having me in those ways. And I think so much of it just comes back to being kind to ourselves and giving ourselves the permission and freedom to know that we're human and that everybody has intrusive thoughts. People just respond differently and there's differences, but the good news is that there are ways to treat it and we can learn and we can get ourselves out of some of these loops. So that's the good news is we don't have to stay this way when we're committed to investing in ourselves and giving ourselves compassion. There are ways that, that we can really work on this stuff. And that's what all of us are so passionate about in, in doing this work is that we don't have to be stuck in these places of anxiety. We can move through them and learn to deal with them.
2: Yeah, I think that would be one of the takeaways, I think, for today and one of the encouragement encouragements for any of our listeners who maybe heard a little bit of themselves in some of what we talked about today is don't be afraid to reach out. There is help available. We didn't get into the ways that we might treat OCD, but there are methods that we use to help people that are struggling with obsessive compulsive disorder. So, so please give us a call and we'd love to try and help anybody that feels like they need help in this area. Catherine, thanks for coming. We really appreciate your being here and sharing with us. Yolandi, as per usual, it's good to talk to you and Joe.
1: Yeah, Catherine, we might really consider if you're up for it. I think we do need to do another part on this, like part two of OCD, because I just don't want to leave our, with all of that information that we just unpacked, I don't want to leave our listeners with fear and anxiety if they do relate to this. So I would love to have you back and just talk about treating it and the hope for Mm -hmm. it if you are up for that. Sounds good. Thanks, guys.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Let's Start Here, a podcast by Life Care Counseling and Coaching. At Life Care Counseling and Coaching, we are passionate about serving others by integrating the best mental health practices and spiritual care for the soul. Find out more or schedule an appointment at lifecarecc.com. Follow us on Facebook at Life Care Counseling or Instagram at Life Care Counsel Coach. If you found the information in this podcast helpful, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts as this helps more people find our show. This show was produced at Podcast Carry.